good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. We have MJ in, in in the house today. MJ, how you doing? Doing great. As you know, Everton survived their relegation battle, so I Bare, barely. I, I I am on cloud nine, except not thinking about how the board and the general management is going to screw up the next season. I think I was telling our friend Tim that um, you guys were a game away from rele- being relegated last year, and this year you waited till the last ten minutes. Next year, you're going to get relegated with like two games to go. So if this trajectory holds up. So, uh, yeah, two data points, not a pattern, buddy. Yeah, well, causation and correlation or something of that nature. <laughs> uh, we do not have Jess uh, today. She is still partying this from the weekend. So we have uh, a pinch hitter stepping in for us, if you will, a, a super sub, uh, Mel Burke. Mel, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, it's just lucky for me. I don't have any holiday weekend plans. I'm just <laughs> laying low in the city. And so here I am. Everyone's so lucky to have me here. Oh, yeah. Very, very much so. Well, uh, Mel. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, MJ. We are lucky to have you here. And our listeners are doubly lucky to have you here. Um, double, double. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. Mel and I are on the Wonderwall board together. Uh, Mel is also the president of the Revanchulet, right? The Minnesota SG. And then... Uh, uh, drummer in the Thunderwall too. So she has, she wears many hats here in Minnesota soccer. So we're very excited to have her back on the podcast to talk loons, but also we'll spend, obviously spend a lot of time talking about Aurora um, in this podcast too, since they opened their season very, very well last week. So are ready to jump into it? Let's go. All right. Uh, so two games last week, uh, the less said about one, the better. Um, the first one, he was uh, down in Houston for the U S open cup this past Tuesday. Uh, Houston four, Minnesota United zero. This game uh, was terrible. Um, I'm just gonna say it. Kervin uh, Car- Ariaga had uh, got a red card. He got two two yellow cards within about five minutes of one another in the uh, I think the 30th and the 38th minute or something like that. He was out of the game before halftime. Um, uh, Adrian Heath made a bunch of subs at half. I think he made three subs at half. Um, Curry Baird scored a penalty in the first half. A uh, first half that Minnesota actually did pretty well and they were creating some chances. Uh, but then they give up a penalty uh, that Corey Baird scores. Ariane gets the two yellow cards and everything just kind of uh, falls away after that. Um, Minnesota was never really in this game pretty much after that uh, Ar- like Baird goal, but specifically after Ariaga's second yellow. Two yellows, which were, in my estimation, soft. They were fouls, but they definitely were not yellow, both yellow card-worthy fouls. Um, but the ref pulled it out early and um, kind of had to pull it out for the second one. So I don't know if you guys have any specific thoughts on this Open Cup game, other than, you know, that it was absolute shit. <laughs> Ariaga has both a temper and a reputation for yeah. yellow cards. And that means that 
he has a target on his back for referees and he just needs to adjust to that. That said, the first yellow card, two people were, were jostling for the ball. He gets position on his guy, you know, completely gets in front and separates the ball from the other player. And the other guy's chasing after him and runs into his back and falls down. Yeah. Um, that is my very biased take of what happened. I'm sure other people will say that, you know, when he cut in in front of the salt, the Houston player that he like took him down or tripped him or something like that. I didn't see that. I saw two people going for the ball. He beat the guy to the ball, got in front. The other guy ran into him. The next one, he actually does lay a hand on the belly of a uh, salt Lake player. And he touches him unnecessarily. And then there was very little contact and the guy just, just dove down. Like it was a really, really, so both yeah. yellow cards are horseshit, but Kervin's just got to know that refs are looking to call him for shit. Yeah, the the one against Thor Ulfarsson was uh, that was the second one. He just and he yeah he he made a meal out of that one, and then um uh yeah it was just it it was he I believe he's got seven yellow cards already this season across all competitions, which is not great. I mean we we made jokes about Will Trap last year, um but. Kervin Ariaga is getting them at definitely will trap levels of uh, of yellow cards. Yeah, it's like we can't have a center field, uh, center midfielder not in yellow card trouble, which is uh, tough for this team. So, um, all right, I guess like I said the less said about that game, the better. Um, Saturday, uh, Minnesota United hosted RSL Real Salt Lake uh, here at Allianz Field in what might be a top five weather day in all of in all of minnesota for the year it was absolutely perfect on uh on saturday uh, fortunately game you know again um minnesota drops points in this one uh finishes one to one uh <clears throat> joseph rosales got the start out on the left and looked i think really good again in the 28th minute rsl gets their first goal um their only goal jefferson Saverino scores it um the Loons defense to up until this point have been playing pretty well, but were pulled apart twice in about a span of three minutes. Uh, the first time, um, I think it was Demir Krylak took a shot from outside the box, which was didn't give Dane any trouble. Um, however, the second time, um, Michael Boxall sort of tried to cheat a little bit on um, his guy, basically lets Jefferson Savarino run right past him. Um, and then I believe it's Moskovic puts a, a just brilliant ball right to Jefferson Savarino. Boxall is just, uh, just a little bit too far behind him, and he's able to um, put the ball past Dane St. Clair, um, I think underneath him, actually. I think he megged him, and then um, into the you know far right corner in front of the in front of the Wonderwall, unfortunately. So anything to say on you know that sequence of events um, that led up to that goal or to that goal itself, uh, Mel or MJ? I feel like uh, Dane was just kind of way outside of where he needed to be. He felt like too up forward because then there was nobody... Like, it didn't seem like there was many loons down there to kind of help him out. And he just got too far forward. And, yeah, it was definitely a nutmeg. He mm-hmm. too skinny of legs. Went right through. <laughs> Seriously. Well, they, that was, I mean, that was kind of the whole point of, of, of the, how RSL was playing is they, they had sort of, like, stretched out Minnesota's defense, made it, you know, created it too wide. Um, Tapias got pulled got pulled away. Um, and then, obviously, Boxel was just by himself. And he made, you know, the wrong decision. Um, I mean, yeah, but yeah, Dane came out to cut down the angle, but you know, with Jeff, someone like Jefferson Saverino, he's got a wide open net. He's generally going to score nine times out of 10 on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one touch, yeah, sorry, the, the right wing for 
Salt Lake, who had the one touch to get the ball seven, you know, that it was just a really pretty, pretty ball. Yeah. Um, you could understand why, even though the loons were backtracking and trying to get back, that one touch, just how accurate that was for Lance Seaver in his feet and just really catch again our back six kind of ball watching, not looking at where the ball is going to go, but looking where it is. And by the time you see where it's where it's going, it's too late. Right. Mm. Uh, three minutes later, though, Minnesota gets a goal back. Um, they pull him back courtesy. Technically, it was a Justin Glad own goal. Um, but this was pretty much all created by uh, Bongi Longwane, who he makes a run to the end line, which he loves to do. It's, I think it's his favorite part, favorite place to be on the pitch is making a run towards the end line. Um, he cuts it back. The ball hits the post, but bounces out. Uh, Amari is making is running to the, um, you know, sort of as a pick up the rebound. And Justin Glad is defending him. The ball sort of bounces off the post, hits uh, Justin Glad and bounces off of him right past uh, Zach McMath in net. Um, I think originally the goal was credited to Bongi, but in, ultimately it was a Justin Glad own goal. You know, manifested, created, and executed by perfectly by uh, Bongi Longwane, which, again, considering Minnesota hadn't had many chances to this point, their offense was very stagnant, very comfortable being out wide, but not making those darting runs in that Bongi and we see like people like Song Bin John like to like to do. Right. Early on, there was there was that uh, square ball played by Luis Amaria to Bongi that just went wide. It's nice to see that this one from a very tough angle was on net. Um, yes, a little lucky to, to pinball off the post and off Justin Glad, but we all know Justin Glad's name should be Justin Sad. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you were saying during even during the goal, Luis was a uh, Luis. Uh, Maria, uh, thank you, MJ, the other night for that correction. Um, he was he was there. Uh, Maria was there with round when the goal was happening, but actually didn't positively influence it or contribute to it in any way. I think. Well, right. no, I think I think him being there forces Justin Glad to make that run with him because if if he doesn't, yeah, have, yeah. I mean, it's the ball. If, if Glad's not there, he, that ball drops to Amaria, uh, and whether Amaria uh, is able to finish it from six yards out, like. I don't know. Good question. Um, right. But Amaria being also there. Also, could have scooped it up. Yeah, that's another thing, too. So, like, so yeah, I mean. The the run by Luis Amaria basically sprouted Glad and, and McMath. So neither of them could do much but be traffic cones. And, mm-hmm. you know. And that's really it. Okay. Well, yeah. And, 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 and as a fellow traffic cone, Luis Amaria, that's, that is his superpower. <laughs> it is. And so he was <laughs> exactly, they were taking um, from him, right? What should we do? Just be a traffic cone? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, Three. that's one way of trying to influence your competitors to just act like traffic cones. I mean, that is, maybe that is Amaria's superpower. Yeah, no, that's maybe it's Amaria's superpower. Uh, Looking like a traffic I, cone. I yeah. have to credit Christian from Hot Clouds, who was heckling Amaria the last time I was at Allianz, yelling that he's the most expensive traffic cone ever. Meanwhile, Houston wearing bright orange and looking like traffic cones in more ways than one. But he was he was heckling Amaria for being an expensive traffic cone. Right. Uh, I'm probably foreshadowing some other news that Loon's news that we can use later. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, you know, post that, there wasn't a ton more in the second half. In the first half, um, goes, match goes into halftime uh, 1-1. 
Um, and then again, you know, Minnesota created some more chances in this one. Uh, Fragapane and Amaria. Fragapane started in the 10 role again. Um, he certainly looked a lot better in the in this one than he has in the past. Um, to your point, Mel, he, him and Amaria and MJ, you, you know, you made this point too about Amaria um, cutting a ball across. Um, you know, he, Amaria looks comfortable in every facet of the game except for scoring goals <laughs> or putting the ball in the back of the net, which is, um, you know, kind of the kind of the point of the uh of his whole you know kind of thing um do they do they also track pass accuracy like or, or like re- retention of possession it does seem like sometimes when he does touch the ball it wants to go in just the wildest direction so yeah our statistician dan wade is no longer with the pod so um, <laughs> we don't have access to those stats and that yeah. way of you know, things like, uh, what is it? Uh, Facts. Key passes. There's a, there's a key passes stat. This would there's be not, interesting. Not to an know. assist. It's not an right. assist, but it was a key pass. You know, there's successful dribbles, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all yeah. those sorts of stats. We, we, we don't talk about those things on the Never mind. Yeah. All we right. should go on a different pod and talk about it. Uh, so we talk statistics the whole time. <laughs> that's a, that's all right. Um, fifty-five one would lo- love to have you uh, quoting stats. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Minnesota had you know more more of the possession. This one fifty-four to forty-six. Um, Sixteen shots to RSL's nine, but only three on on goal. Um, to two for RSL. Song Zhang did come on in the sixty-eighth minute uh, for Kamar Lawrence. Uh, and Minnesota moved to more of a uh, like a three four three um, in, in possession, um, and and I'll say uh, uh, Zhang you know Zhang Bin Song had a um, a really good look in the second half. Uh, I think off of a Fragapane um, ball as well, uh, and then in the 85th minute, Mender Garcia came on for Fragapane. So only two subs in this game. Um, I believe I saw a stat somewhere that uh, Minnesota is like the has used the least number of players in MLS, like in their in their uh, in their MLS matches, which is kind of crazy. I think it's like 17 different players and that's it that have gotten opportunities for Minnesota in MLS, which, you know, again, that's not surprising considering, you know, who our uh, our manager is, but um, still a little shocking again with, uh, you know, playing so many games what this i believe was their eighth game in like 27 days um and they only made two substitutions uh speaks kind of volumes about the depth that minnesota you know does or does not have so especially with robin lude out um you know ariaga certainly didn't see the pitch so it is a uh, an interesting um Interesting state of affairs. So the other note here for this game, I'll just say is RSL, Zach McMath uh, picked up a knock right in the, uh, towards the end of the second half or end of the first half. I believe it was, might've been in stoppage time. Um, Looked like a, I mean, he was down for quite some time. I want to say four or five minutes Um, and looked like he had a concussion. And then the second half, before the second half, the um, RSL second keeper, Gavin Beavers, uh, 18 year old Gavin Beavers, came on, uh, warmed up during the second half. And I pointed out to the crew that I stand with and we were heckling uh, Beavers uh, all all second half. So I don't think that was what he expected for his 
I believe his MLS debut, but he got it from us. So, so good, good kudos to the kid for, for taking it and, and handle it very well. So I'll give him that. Uh, anything else, MJ that, or ML that you guys noticed from this game? I know MJ, you weren't there. You were down in uh, Rochester and Mel, you were up uh, banging some drums. So maybe, maybe you saw something from a little higher, higher vantage point or MJ, anything on the replay or anything like that? Yeah. From, from where I'm at on the Thunderwall, it didn't seem like, much else happened after the uh, goal and even going back and doing the the highlights it's there's we're worried about the the first half but yeah chances on in the second half but unfortunately we can pull it off all right so yeah so that game ends uh one to one let's do our freddy adus for uh for the match mj would you like to start? Uh, yeah. Uh, my good Freddie Adu for uh, both games would is the obvious one is is Bonky, and my shitty Freddie Adu is probably uh, unfortunately Brent Coleman. That sounds that sounds about right. Um, I'll go with uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to hard to complaining about Bongi. I'll go with Joseph Rosales. I think he had a really good game. Uh, he's looking on, good on Saturday. Um, he's definitely, yeah, I think he, I don't know if he, something's finally clicked with him, um, but he's been playing pretty well um, in some limited minutes this year so far. Hopefully he, he, you know, he's taking that next step and he starts to get some regular playing time, um, especially with Kervin Ariaga and his uh, uh, temper um, and lack of control. Uh, Rosales might be seeing some pretty, sa- uh, pretty substantial minutes here between now and the end of the season. Uh, and then for our shitty Freddie do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Kervin because that, I mean, you just got to be better at, you know, soccer generally uh, <laughs> and not get two red, two yellow cards in the span of eight minutes in the first half of a, of a, a knockout, you know, in a, a single elimination match. So um, do better Kervin Ariaga. So, and then Mel, who's, uh, who are your Freddie Adu's for the week? Um, Freddie Adu's for the week, I would say, um, actually, I really liked what happened on Sunday at Blackheart during the EPL delegation derby situation happening, where there was 10 different groups of people periodically cheering once in a while when something had happened, and everyone would kind of look around and see what happened. Um, at one point, Ragnar had a brilliant strike that hit Corey pretty much right <laughs> in his in his his down belows in his Liverpool hold, <laughs> you know. So it was, <laughs> yeah. It was um, it was pretty. It was a fun. It was like yeah, black card on Sunday was was super fun. Um, we had I think six different games on. So yeah, there was I think groups fans for pretty much every team except for I don't think there's any West Ham fans, but there was there's a Leicester fan. There was Arsenal, Everton. Um, I think there was a Leeds fan. This so was very fun. There's and there are a few of us watching Liverpool and then a bunch of a few folks like yourself sort of unattached to a team or whatever, but just hanging out. So it was, it was just a really uh, fun time. And yeah, if you haven't caught it yet, if you go to uh, Wes uh, Burdine's Twitter, uh, MN Nice FC, um, and scroll up to today's post or, or this day being Monday when we're recording this podcast, you can see there's a video of uh, Ragnar kicking a soccer ball directly at Corey Shreffel's balls. Um, the placement and the power was absolutely perfect. Like he could have hit a better spot. And I feel 
uh, slightly bad because I was the one who passed it. I like I passed him the ball and then he just like he wound you up. You got the assist. Like, he, yes, he one time did. That yeah. was all a one time shot too. That wasn't like him you know, standing over the ball. Like I passed it to him and he just he kicked it and kicked it straight at Corey's balls. Uh, and he went down. And if you watch the video, um, he's like you know squatting to try and you know get things you know resituated. And Bobby Bobby Firmino scores a goal. Um, at the, like, and that's why he raises his hand at what his fist at one point about 30 seconds in. Um, sees Bobby Firmino score his last Liverpool goal uh, for the team. So it was a it was a fun a fun match, uh, fun day. And yes, I think um, Ragnar definitely gets a Freddie Adu for that perfect yeah, shot. Yeah, he absolutely and, earned it. it I, yeah. I saw it from the corner of my eye, and it was very slow mo as it happened. But then everything after that, like Corey definitely did not look like he was feeling very well. Um, so it definitely was it was slow mo for me because I I watched like I've seen I've, that's happened to me before and I've like I was watching that just like oh no yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of saw it happening and and then yeah so it's it's kind of a fun thing so that was my that would be my good um Freddie do and then the bad is, go Ragnar yeah go Ragnar yeah um everyone loves a shout out and then my bad would be uh just uh can we just say heath yeah always welcome to say okay i'd like to a pro agent heath is a shitty freddie Adu podcast so um <laughs> knock yourself out i am i'm picking heath for this week um his just how he doesn't really take the cup very seriously and he kind of wore like i don't know a hanes t-shirt and like sweatpants to that match and just a, and the amount of preparation he probably did you know how did he prepare for that i don't know it just doesn't seem like it doesn't take it very seriously and then um the lack of subs again we're not seeing we see people um, warming up on the side and we get excited to see um some of these other team members out on the pitch and it just it doesn't happen so yeah, that would be my bad. It would be for Heath on both his wardrobe choices as part of the cup and then continued lack of trying to find more depth on the bench on the bench. I agree, Mel, with both cases. The it's almost telling that he consistently dresses for the cup like he cares about the cup. Yes. And I think that's a good insight to the Heath wardrobe. It also, is. um yeah, on on the subs, like you know, it's it's tied one one in the sixtieth or seventieth minute, and maybe put on some fresh legs to try to make a difference. I don't know. It seems like a logical thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he yeah. De he definitely is dressing for the job he wants. So, <laughs> yeah, well, the job he has. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> yeah. um, all right. So, um, other United, so other United news. Uh, just oh, sorry, yeah. So two things. Um, I didn't. One thing I didn't drop in the notes here, but um, it happened after we recorded last week. Is Bongi won the goal of the week? Uh, from for MLS with his uh ninety what ninety fifth minute winner against Portland, um, a couple Saturdays ago. So that's really cool. Uh, and then the slightly bigger news. Um, it sounds like this is per Andy Greeter in the Pioneer Press, former uh, podcast guest. Uh, it sounds like Amaria is probably headed back to Ecuador. Uh, or uh, Mexico, apparently Liga MX teams have reached out, but the rumor is that LDU Quito, um, I believe that's who he played for before he came to Minnesota, is interested in bringing uh, Luis Amaria back to Ecuador. And again, I think there's some uh, or some Liga MX teams that are interested too. 
Uh, his contract runs out, I believe, at the end of the year. So my guess is if they, you know, if they sell him, it's going to be for, uh, you know, a minimal amount of money. They're not going to recoup the money that they spent on him. Um, again, if you remember, he, his contract could easily be bought down to make a, as a, to make a TAM contract. Um, so this opens up, if he moves back to Ecuador or to Liga MX, uh, that is a um, DP spot open. Obviously, Bender Garcia uh, could be bought down. He could We could get a DP spot there. And they do have a, a U22 spot available as well, as both uh, Bongi and Sung Bin Zhang are both U22 uh, eligible players as well. So lots of options for Minnesota in the secondary window, which I believe opens the day after Independence Day. Uh, so I think July 5th for about a month, uh, that window's open. So that might that's an opportunity for uh, the Loons to make some moves. And hopefully we'll have Reynoso back. Oh, the other sort of bits of... Uh, I've heard from there is that Ray is back training with the team. Um, he's not really fully with the team yet, but it sounds like both him, Debasi, uh, and um, uh, Mikhail Marquez, the um, Swedish uh, defender that they picked up uh, over the winter, and has, he's only played a few minutes, um, are all going to be back this week in training. So minus Robin Lude, obviously, with he'll be out. You know, he's still out four to six months. Almost a full strength loons back um, training this week, which is you know really good considering they, again, they have another two game week here um, before the game is sort of like petered out a little bit. Um, so there'll be some time to catch up here um, in June, but that's good news for the, for the loons. So Mel, MJ, anything on any of that stuff? Nice to get some cap space from uh, selling on Maria. That's good news. Yeah. It would be good if we can actually fill them. Yeah. Right. Just because we have open spots doesn't, mean we actually get people though or do is... we... hopefully oh, we see we see mender garcia and sang bin jong get more more playing time though mm-hmm. so. start them that is true i mean this all you know we're also coming back um you know see what he you know he's like you know there's there's still you know whether Reynos is coming back for us to put him in the window and shop him around or if he's actually coming back to you know, to, to play out his contract with Minnesota, who that, you know, who the hell knows. So, but it's good to have a full strength team as, or as close to a full strength team as much as possible. So uh, good on that. Uh, all right. Minnesota United FC two, the tunes, they played two games last week. Uh, they played midweek on Wednesday and they beat the LA galaxy uh, Los Dos three to two. Uh, Britton Fisher got his first MLS next pro go um, off of a corner kick from Pacheco. So, but Diego, Diego Pacheco gets the assist on that one. Uh, Emmanuel Iwe scores the second for the Tunes um, from almost Car- uh, Carlos Leatherman. Um, <laughs> Leatherman had a, a cross in that was like, I think played off of Iwe, then the kind of defender kind of played it a little bit to Iwe. So I don't believe Leatherman got the official assist on that one, but we're giving him the assist in our hearts. And then, uh, so good. Was, yeah, he is very good. Um, and then and I'm in a slack with his, his dad. So anytime the, the twos are playing, it's very, it's very fun to, to watch. Um, uh, his dad break down the games and stuff. So after the Aurora had the cleanup in the Frogtown fa- farm and in park or f- farm and garden area, uh, we some of us went to uh, the coffee shop on Hamlin. Groundswell escaping me. Okay. Anyway, Groundswell. Yeah, we went to Groundswell. Okay. So several of us went to Groundswell, and this guy introduces me. I wouldn't know him because if you no Gary Leatherman's like uh his Twitter picture. It's obviously not him. It's 
<laughs> it's some avatar from something. So yeah, uh, he was like, "Hey, I know you." I was like, "You do?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm Gary Leatherman." And I was like, "Oh, your kids play great, you know." Yeah. So I got to meet uh, M- Mama and Papa Leatherman uh, in a very uh, fun little coffee shop conversation. Cool. After and then, event, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Sure, there you go. Bringing everybody together. Uh, <laughs> all right. The third and game-winning goal in the 87th minute was from uh, Juan Mosquera. Um, again, from Diego Pacheco, who with his uh, another assist. I believe he has uh, four assists now. So I think he's like second or third in the league in assists, um, as well as I think second or third in the in the uh, in the Golden Boot race as well. So um, that dude is playing really well. And I'd you know, be interested to see what happens with him in the summer window. If um, you know if Minnesota can find some space for him on the first team roster, because I definitely think, um, or alone to a championship side, because he definitely seems like he needs um, slightly better competition. Uh, the second game for the week for the Tunes was uh, also in Minnesota up at the Nessie on Sunday, and they lost to Crapids two uh, four to one. Uh, the only bright spot, Cameron Dunbar, um, who did not play in the game the night before against RSL. And, Probably could have used a, you know, we probably could use him for 20 minutes at the end of the half, at the end of the game. He scored, uh, I believe, in the second half uh, after the Crapids were up, I think, two or three to nothing. Uh, assist from Cameron Lacey on that one. So good on Cameron Dunbar. Um, the Tunes are sitting four, three, and three in night with 19 points and are in sixth place. Uh, their next match is coming up this Saturday, June 3rd, 2 p.m. at uh, in Portland against the Timbers too. So. Um, I believe that one will be on MLS. I don't believe that one's on Apple. I think that one's on just the MLSnextpro.com or whatever if you want to watch. Um, watch the uh, the tunes. Uh, all right, MJ, do we have a once a loon? Yeah, so last Tuesday, right after we recorded the pod, uh, Juan Agadello plays a full 90 for Birmingham Legion and assists Ghanaian Prosper Kasim for the one goal of the game. That means that Birmingham Legion get a cup set over our Favorite expansion team, Clit FC. So, congrats to Juan Agadello, once a loon. For a hot second, he was once a loon. So, <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, um, we'll briefly touch on Minneapolis City. But then the reason we have Mel here is definitely talk about some Minnesota Aurora. Uh, I mean, we have MJ, who's the you know the premier uh, Aurora beat beat guy. Uh, Mel, the president of the Revanchulet. Let's get some really good Minnesota Aurora talking. I guess we'll talk about a little bit about the teams that we're playing. Minnesota United's playing in this week too. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude. And I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right. And we are back. Uh, We'll start off the... After the break here with the Minneapolis City Minute, MJ, um, take it away. You you drove down to Rochester to uh, to see this match, right? Or I I did. I did not drive. I got to ride with uh, Paul Schmeichel, so that was fun. Uh, had to make a pit stop because Mister Tiny Tanks right here needed a bathroom break, and I lost my wallet um, in around Zambroda. And I called the the place where we stopped for the bathroom break, and you know, a young kid was just like, "Yeah, I found it." And I was like, "Great, we'll get it on the way home." Oh, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. No one uh, was surprised. I mean, yeah, that... yeah. 
yeah, no one should be surprised by any of this, but like Gravel Adventures with MJ. Yeah. Uh, ADHD, right, well, how... what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Squirrel? So was how it their soccer? Yeah, how did they how did they, how did they do? How'd the city do? You know, uh it was a fun game. We looked like the better team. City looked really good. Right off in the first uh eight minutes, uh contestable gets out on the left side and passes up to Eli Goldman, who breaks the right back's ankles by cutting back diagonally in and just nailing a beautiful shot. And so City's up one nothing and it looks great. But of course, they had to come back, you know. They played well at home. They had a couple showboating players that looked really good and they were able to score and even it up. It ends up a one-one draw. We looked like the better team for most of the game, but not all of the game. It wasn't a dominant possession performance. They had plenty of chances too. Fun entertaining back and forth game down in Rochester. It gives Minneapolis City their first non-loss with a draw. And with a record of one draw and two losses, it means there's plenty of season to play. There's plenty of things that can happen. Paul Craig has been quoted of saying that his goal is to be 500 on the season. And so I think that's a good goal considering who they have and the new coaching staff. It was so fun. I mean, I love the drums that we bring to Edo Nelson field at Augsburg and how noisy it gets, but it was fun just to be able to hear Carl Craig from all the way on the other side of the field, yell random shit at the players in his Jordy accent. About seven, uh, 75% of what he said, I could hear, but not understand a goddamn thing. <laughs> but, but could you tell from tone? Oh yeah. Like, you could, you could you tell know. whether the, he was like being encouraging, like, yeah, that's it lads. That's great. You know, or, you know, just like that, you stay with him or something. Or he was like, you know, like, nice. like, oh, yeah, you're not happy. He should be here, not here, you know, whatever. So do you think there's opportunity that citizens could introduce a, like a Carl Craig moment or two during the match where we could maybe be, not be quiet, but potentially just try to listen to see if we can hear him? Oh, or oh I like this yeah. idea, Mel. Yeah, this is, just, uh, this is why we have you on the pod to come up with <laughs> great supporter group ideas. Right. Okay, just like this moment is, you know, for Carl. Yeah, no, like we we, we did the TIFO for him, but yeah, we should we should maybe consider like, okay, let's have a moment of silence to listen to the the great uh gaffer that is that branding but, a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Oh, great. yeah. yeah. All right. So it was, it was fun, but, and they look like the better team for most of the match. It sounds like. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, it's really, it's, and it, it was a cool environment down there. It was, it was at uh, the community technical college uh, football field. Um, the one hilarious thing was their announcer. All he did is announce subs. That was the only soccer thing he announced. He never announced like, Oh, great play. Like he wasn't helping the audience get to know, their players if you've been to a city game you hear city's announcers you know like playing some vibe music you know helping out with like people's names like well, that was a great pass by this player there was none of that what there was was a lot of sold sponsorship ads that mm -hmm. the guy just read like we were listening to some jock rock radio station over and over again so uh you know congrats for them for having sponsors and giving their sponsors 
airplay during their during the matches. But it was not just a pregame, half game, or halftime, post game, like audio reel. This was like several times throughout the game. Like if you're looking for a car, go to Panzados. You know, it's like, yeah. So uh, that was a weird stadium audio experience for my ears. It seemed to work because you know who to get a car from down in uh, down yeah, in yeah, 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 no. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the next match for the, the senior team is this Friday, uh, 7 p.m. versus Bavarian United. So come on out to that aforementioned Edward Nelson Field and uh, cheer on the Crows. I'll be there. MJ will be there. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if Jess will be there or not. I'm not sure she's a uh, – I think she's a she's – a, yeah, I think she's a member of the Crows. Uh, Mel, are you going to be out there on, on Friday? Or Okay, mm-hmm. Mel will be there too. So yep. come come say hi to all of us on, on Friday. Part of the strategy. Um, Yep, and MJ, uh, the futures are still going on though. They're they're playing pretty well. They are playing well. Uh, the futures went all the way to Southwest Minnesota to beat Worthington Community three to nothing. They got three goals. Worthington got three red cards. What's not to like? Mm-hmm. I wish I could have been there. Uh, their goals came from Miller and uh, man, Her- Hermanson has just had a great year. He's uh, scored again, and uh, Flynn got a PK. So. Uh, three goals for the Futures. They start out the year against their rival, if you will, in the Midwest West Division against Flora with a draw. But after that draw, they have five straight wins. Super fun to watch. Nice to see the kids doing well. Next Sunday, June 4th, they play against St. Croix Soccer. Not Legends. Legends is their USL League 2 team. So they will be at home at Edward Nelson Field, 7 p.m. on Sunday, June 4th. Be there or be square. Okay, now let's talk about Minnesota Aurora. Aurora! Um, so I, I think, what I think we should do, um, I think it'll be easier as rules because Aurora kicked the shit out of two teams. Uh, they beat Rochester 5-0 on Wednesday. They went down to Chicago. Uh, well, not necessarily Chicago proper, but close to Chicago. Uh, to play the Dutch Lions uh, and beat them four to nothing. Um, it, it was like a home match for them. You know why? They were playing in Aurora, Illinois. Uh, oh, that's right. I forget. Yeah. I always forget about that. One so, hour west of Chicago, everyone. Yep. So, oh <laughs> some of the moments here, uh, in the, and so from the home opener, I mean, obviously it was just great to see um, everybody. It was almost almost six thousand people, and MJ can can talk a little bit about that. But cat rap with two goals before twenty, almost before twenty minutes. Uh, Yelena Zvich, Maya Hansen, and Hannah Adler all had a goal apiece in the uh, five nothing drubbing of Rochester. And then down in Chicago, Kennedy Faulkner opened up the scoring with an absolute banger from thirty yards out. Uh, Maya Hansen scores two right before ha- before halftime, and then uh, Mariah Wynn with uh, the fourth goal in the 89th minute. So, um, MJ Mel, I, what you guys sort of take away? And Mel, maybe you can talk about it from the supporter perspective on Wednesday. Um, and then MJ, maybe you can follow up with uh, some more, um, you know, the stats and fun stuff. You, I don't know if anybody read um, um, MJ's piece on Soda Soccer about the home opener, but it's very, very good. So definitely check that out. Um, but Mel, why don't we start with you? Talk a little bit about the atmosphere and, and everything, and especially second year of, an, of a of a brand new SG. So yeah, it was it was great. It, it felt like being right at home. Um, we were able to kick off a TIFO that went off pretty well based on our blue green teal chant, um, a nice card trick. 
So that was super fun. Uh, just having everyone there and um, having our supporter section filled felt really nice. Um, we actually had a couple of people tell us that they were in other sections last year and decided that they wanted to join us in our section this year um, because they saw that that's our awesome. section where we were having all the fun. And so that's exactly what we that that's exactly what we're there for is to invite everyone over there to have some fun with us. So just great electric atmosphere. So fun to see their uh, goal celebrations. The catwalk was a very good one at the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. I know that we're gonna. <laughs> I know that teams are gonna be. You know, we're we're flying pretty high right now. Um, with nine goals, two clean sheets, and just the next three Wednesdays, we'll be at home at TCO with a couple weekend uh, matches in between, including the Rochester uh, match this upcoming Sunday, June 4th, which Aurora is uh, hosting some buses to uh, drive us down there as a group. And so be sure to get your tickets for that. There's a big a group of Revontalit people going, and we'll certainly uh, make sure that um, that bus experience will be fun down there. And, you know, every, anytime you arrive, it's a, it would be a really good gateway or introductory to uh, travel for people that have not traveled for soccer yet, um, because you'll have that same experience of going into a place as a group, cheering on your your club, and then that travel back with the group is always fun too. To it's all part of the memories. The journey is actually sometimes more fun than the actual mm -hmm. match. That is that is true. Traveling is some of the you get some of the best stories tra traveling to away days, um, and some of the craziest stuff happens. And obviously, yeah, it's only what an hour and a half you know, on a bus. It's not too long, but it's you know, it's just right. enough to, to wet the beak for you know a slightly longer trip to Milwaukee if you want to go watch you know against the Bavarians or something coming up here. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe the tickets for the bus are like thirty-five dollars, and that includes a ticket to the bus and the game as well. Um, a bus ride back down there and back. Um, they do take you home after the game, winner winner loss, and mm -hmm. then uh, you, I think you'll do Aurora's uh, Aurora's website or their. Twitter, Instagram, we'll have probably have links to buying the tickets for the bus if they're not already sold out. So hopefully, hopefully you guys have full buses going down to Rochester. That'd be very, very fun. So yep, it is going to be fun. And if um, we do have to stop for any pit stops, we'll make sure that everyone getting back under the bus has their wallet. <laughs> exactly. Something you can have uh, attest to. So um, before that, though, Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, May 31st, uh, 7 p.m., uh, versus RKC Third Coast. That is the racing Kenosha uh, new team. Um, you may remember them uh, kicking the shit out of Minneapolis City like a week and a half ago. Uh, that's uh, the women's such... team is not as good. Uh, women's team is not as good. Um, that is my birthday, so come say hi uh, to me. I'll be out at the Aurora game, uh, checking that one out. So again, seven which... p.m. And I believe. Uh, sorry, MJ. But I'll let you start here. I believe there's still tickets on the Blackheart bus. Um, if you want to take the Blackheart bus from, the, I know the first bus was sold out, but I believe Wes said that there were still a few tickets available for most of the rest of the, of the matches. So if you want to, uh, twelve dollars gets you a tall boy, a ride out to Egan, a ride back. Um, it's a, it's also a really fun bus to take out as well. Um, I'm on it pretty much every week, so can attest to that. So uh, MJ, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, I just want to say, was there any traction on getting your name in lights uh, for to celebrate your birthday down at? Uh, TCO. I don't know. I'm just trying to put it out into the ether and see what happens. Okay. Um, I'm, not, yeah, I'm no. not making any. Uh, yeah. I would hope so. I mean, 
I would, I, I kind of think I deserve it, but you know, that's not for me to decide. I'm not in charge of Aurora. So, you know, you're not asking for, you know, a five minute fireworks display or anything. Yeah, you're, no, you're, I'm not. You're, you want your name on the big board, you know? I, I do. That's, that's it. Or, you know, I'll take a coordinated uh, goal, Sully, if, as well, you know, if, uh, if that works too. I don't know what that would be. Um, huh. But yeah. uh, if, if they just lined up and tried to make the shape of Texas, would that be good enough? Or just line, line up with a D, like make a D, line up in, in a D, a D formation or something. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, so yeah, Wednesday, May thirty first, uh, and then Sunday at Rochester. MJ, from the from the sort of press box perspective, uh, what were your thoughts on both of these matches? First of all, it was great to be back with my unholy trinity of Aurora writers or media group. And that is Bridget McDowell from Northern Lights and Mark Provrotsky from Equal Time Soccer. We were the only three during the regular season that were there for every game, not just the home opener, not just the playoffs, not just the last game of the season. Uh, so it was nice to see us back together. The second thing was, it was, it was nice to see some people there that aren't usually there. So, uh, David Levac uh, wrote a great piece for the Star Tribune. Uh, Jim Suhan probably couldn't be there for whatever reason. So uh, he had a great uh, piece that featured Sarah Fuller and one Melanie Burke. Uh, so you should read that article in the Star Tribune if you haven't. Uh, someone from Minnesota Public Radio was there. They weren't there last year at all. Um, someone was there from... Uh, there was a cameraman from from Rochester F FC, so yeah, just it was nice seeing you know Fox Nine, WCCO, Care Eleven, but yeah, it was also nice to see some some new faces there. That obviously the buzz of the team has gotten more media response, and at least for this home opener, they came out in full force. That's yeah, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, good for you know, good for other media sources to finally kind of come to their senses and, you know, and understand that there's other, other soccer out there, not just, you know, the loons, but also, you know, the women's side too. So very cool. I heard, I mean, the, the Fox nine uh, coverage um, apparently looks really great. looks really good. They, whatever they're doing yeah. in terms of the, the broadcast side um, is, you know, to be commended. So good on the team for finding a way to get at least home games over the air um, cause I think that's going to turn up, turn up. I mean, I was literally hanging out at some place and my computer up and someone came over and I have a Ravonchulet sticker on my computer and this person knows I'm into soccer, but they're like, Oh, uh, Aurora. Like they, they knew the Ravonchulet meant Aurora, which I, and it didn't say, you know, it's one of the ones that it's got the Fox on it and it's the pride one it doesn't have, doesn't say Aurora anywhere. Or I don't even think it says Ravonchulet on there. It's just, but they knew that that was associated with Aurora, which, I was, I was going to say this the other, I was at the zoo last week and I think I saw more people walking around in either United, uh, Minneapolis City or Aurora stuff than every other uh, male sport or actually other sport in Minnesota combined, um, including the Lynx, which I think were just, I think that was like, it was the, one of their home open, like home open or something like that. So it's pretty impressive how, how much like soccer has permeated the um, and good soccer at that has permeated Minnesota and Minnesotans have just really embraced it. So, uh, all right. Anything else from either of these two matches that you guys wanted to point out? Um, MJ or Mel? 
So what I would say is that, you know, Aurora season is it's June, like we're in it right now. And so part of what Revantelet is doing, along with other SGs that support both Minneapolis City and Minnesota United is the Pride Razor. Mm, and yeah. so Revantelet has their Pride Razor out there on, out on the socials, out on our website. And we have a couple options because, you know, sitting at two goal or at two games, nine goals, Going into Pride Razor, that's a, uh, you know, that might be a scary thing <laughs> for some people. So we did actually, we're also offering our Pride flags. And we have both the 3 by 5 Pride flags as well as the 2 by 3 Pride flags, the minis that have been such a hit with the kids and and adults and everyone within the, the stadium as well. So that's another option. And so the sales from our Pride flags for Revantelet, those net proceeds are also going to go to reclaim or to our partner is that we're doing pride razor for. So yeah, just very cool. So yeah, your that's flag. awesome. Thank you. What is the Twitter handle? If people want to get involved with the pride razor. So we're at MN Revontulet, MN R E V O N T U L E T. We very also cool. have a, a website. If you just um, type into a browser, uh, name just teal.energy that will also resolve to our site which has our chants our merch our all the work we are doing and also um, shows you how to get involved with pride razor cool teal.energy that is that's so awesome that you guys got that <laughs> very it cool to us. yeah, yeah. it's fun we have some fun people in our group it takes a, a whole group of us to put this together so yes and I, yeah, I would definitely encourage you if you guys haven't been to a uh, Aurora game, try and get out to it's a, it's a I mean, it's by the fact that it's in Egan, it's, it's still, it's a pretty cool stadium seats a lot of people, you can get pretty loud in there, um, the food is way cheaper than at Allianz um, obviously a lot less variety, but way cheaper, um, mm -hmm. and they have some cool stuff like, uh, I believe Prize Beers, the main beer sponsor out there this year, they have a s'mores a free s'mores making station um, which is uh, out there and From it's free yeah, you chocolate and yeah, Ghirardelli. 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 Okay. Ghirardelli. Thank you, Mel. Yep. Ghirardelli, some really good chocolate. So, um, so, yeah, definitely get out there and check out some matches. I know the Wednesdays are tough. They're tough for me because I would love to bring like my kids to more of these games. But, yeah, um, if you can get to one of the Saturday games, that would be really cool, too. So, All right. <clears throat> well, let's uh, keep moving then. We have two – Minnesota United has two matches this week, both uh, an MLS uh, play. They go down to Austin uh, FC on Wednesday, uh, May 31st, when we all be watching Aurora instead. Um, they will be playing Austin. It will be on Apple. Um, the game kicks off at 7.30. And then this following, this coming Saturday, they host the Toronto Tire Fire uh, FC, uh, head coached by Bob Bradley. Uh, again, that's Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. as well. So um, we just like to touch on any of the players I mean, let's just combine these two teams um who i mean who do we be who should we be looking out for from austin and or toronto um mj or mel I'll let you guys kick it off if you like and we have to watch uh, finley that's right former minnesota man one saloon ethan finley um he's been starting he's scored a few goals for for austin as well he is starting uh they're um, Argentinian uh, Maxi Aruti likes to score goals. Diego Fagundes is good from Uruguay. Yeah, yeah I mean, are you talking about Austin? Oh, Drew, yeah, Drusi, right? It's Sebastian yeah. Drusi. Sebastian he's a captain, designated player, you know. Um, yeah, uh, MVP candidate. He's 
Very good. Very, very good. Um, their, the other- their finish yeah, player, Alexander, Alex Ring, is super solid uh, in the center midfield. They like to work a lot of defense and offense around him. Yep. Um, the other players to mention, um, former U.S. men's national team player, Jossie Zardes, uh, plays up top <clears throat> quite a bit for Austin. And then um, greatest, maybe the greatest man in MLS, Brad Stuber, the goalkeeper, um, is just one of the nicest dudes in MLS, um, super progressive. He, speak out, he speaks out a lot about the shit that's going down in Texas politically. Um, he's also when um, he's also super to Harry Potter, like he has Harry Potter tattoos. So uh, whenever he comes to play us, we always yell, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, magic wand chants or whatever at him to see if he'll mess up. And again, he's just a super nice dude. In fact, well, during the COVID season, when I went and that's when I was hit in the face by Emmanuel Reynoso, um, they were playing Austin. And Brad Stuver was in goal and he turned around and to check on me, like literally the only person who checked on me um, outside of like my friends, like the, you know, uh, team staff didn't come running down right. I, mean, I think they eventually came down, but it was like well, a few, you know, many minutes after Brad Stuver turned around to make sure I was okay, which I thought was, was a uh, super cool of him. So I always love Brad Stuver. So, uh, all right. Anybody who, who from Toronto, um, I'll just, I can start out with Toronto by just saying um, this team is insanely insanely shambolic um uh they're they're two italians um are barely playing uh, they just suspended bernadeschi for apparently vaping um too many times on the team plane and at team facilities and uh and then obviously you know with bob bradley you have um uh, michael bradley who's still playing in mls um still marshalling um the midfield for toronto and apparently there's some friction between the uh, the Italians and the Bradleys, and it's going to be some sort of uh, horse's head in your in your uh, uh, bed situation or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like something about the cannolis, but we could take the goals. <laughs> but something like that. MJ, um, who else on uh, Toronto should we be looking at? Well, he's not going to get any playing time, but once a loon. Backup goalkeeper Greg Ranjit Singh from Trinidad and Tobago is on the on the club. One midfielder that is very effective and actually likes to hurt the loons, Mark Anthony Kay. Uh, he liked to hurt the loons when he was LAFC. Uh, wherever he went to after LFC, he liked to hurt the loons, and now he's with Toronto. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that is correct, definitely. Um, I forgot that they signed Sean Johnson as well from from NYCFC. Uh, yeah, one of the one of the better goalkeepers in MLS. And Crap, then um, he was with the Crapids last year. Fucking a. Oh, oh yeah, Mark Anthony K. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Sorry. And then um, uh, he doesn't get talked about much in the league, but obviously with Bernadeschi being out, CJ Sapong um, also still surprisingly playing in MLS at uh, 34 years old. So um, good on him. Center back Matt Hedges, uh, some <clears throat> midfielder named Michael Bradley. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> Io Akinola, the uh, center forward for Canada, is also on the Toronto team. Toronto is like they're really bad, and they with all the uh, talent they have on their team, they should not be nearly this bad. So, uh, all right, anything else on either of these two teams that we want to highlight um, that we missed? All right, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about what the results will be. Um, we got to pick a game here. Let's start with Austin. Uh, Wednesday, 
down in Austin, obviously. Uh, MJ, what's uh, what's your prediction? Uh, we lose three to one. Cool. <laughs> Mel, what you got? Because it's your birthday, I think um, they'll get two goals. And I know because it's David's birthday. And then, but they'll still, they'll probably also get two goals. It's <laughs> <So. laughs> a 2-2 two, two draw. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I sincerely doubt anybody in the, on the, the actual sporting side listens to this podcast. Um, but if uh, I, I, I don't think, you know, let me wishing me well on my birthday. I, you know, generally um, I think, uh, I think we lose this one, but I think it's like a one, nothing uh, two one. I think it's a, a pretty drab game. Uh, all right, Toronto, the tire fire come to Minnesota on Saturday. MJ, what do you got? Uh, Loons win. Loons win 2 nothing. 2 nothing. All right, Mel. I'm going to play it like it's prices right. So I'm going to say Loons win 3 1. 3 1. Yeah, three goals. That's. <clears throat> that's not a $1, Bob. You know, that's like, <laughs> that's like $1,000, Bob. I should have. It'll just end nil nil. That would be. That yeah, would I thought be. you were gonna go one nothing. Yeah. yeah. All right. One. No. I. I like. What did we say? I, what? You said three one. Sure. All right. Well, I think Toronto. Um, they they won last week. They're posting Chicago. Um, I think they're gonna kick the shit out of Chicago. Chicago is also very very bad. Um, so I think they're gonna have a heightened sense of uh, self worth. I think they lose four to nothing on the on Saturday. So. I think we put we really put a booting to them and maybe shake off some of the bad juju that's going around Allianz Field right now. So cool. All right, um, we got some stuff coming up uh, around the world this weekend, uh, including some uh, some finals. Uh, MJ, we have the uh, June third, um, both at nine a.m. We have the FA Cup final, which is Man City versus Manchester United. And at uh, 9 a.m. as well, we have the UFA Women's uh, Champions League final, which is uh, Barcelona versus Wolfsburg. Um, MJ, yeah, it, uh, I don't, don't really talk about the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about the, the Manchester Derby, like in the yeah. FA Cup. Screw, screw both teams. Who, who cares? But, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I am really excited for the UFA Women's Champions League final for one reason. You're looking at two teams that are the, at the top in their nation's league, which means these two teams have a lot of national team players. You may know that there's a Women's World Cup coming up. If you want to get more familiar with some of the players that are going to be featured for the German women's team, for the Spain women's team, you should watch this thing. Also, some really good players from, let's say, the Dutch you know, women's team and so on. So uh, watch this game. This is going to be good. The top goal scorer for the entire tournament is Wolfsburg's Eva Hayor. And she has eight goals. Um, she is far ahead of the second place with only five goals. That person with only five goals is actually the entire tournament's assist leader, Aitana Bonmati from Barcelona. She has seven assists, and the second highest assist is also from Barcelona in Yez Rea. So uh, good players on both teams outside those stat leaders. For Wolfsburg, you have German center back Catherine Heydrich. She will start for the German national team. You have Dutch center back Dominique Janssen. She will start for the Netherlands. 
left fullback Felice uh, Tassrauch, uh, Ghanaian Icelandic favorite uh, Svenidis Jon's daughter, um, and their center midfielders are, are both also phenomenal from uh, Germany and Netherlands, respectively. The German captain, uh, the forward Alexander Pop plays on Wolfsburg, so they are loaded with talent. Barcelona also, if you've never seen their attack with former Wolfingen, uh, Caroline Graham Hansen, Norway's best player, and their striker, Oshoala, and the aforementioned uh, Aitana Bomati. Those three just tear it up. They're super fun to watch. Sadly, no right fullback Lucy Bronze due to a knee injury. There you go. Everything you need to know about uh, the Women's uh, Champions League final coming up on Saturday morning. Is that is that I'm assuming that's on TV, uh, MJ? Do you know? That's going to be on Dazen's YouTube channel, I believe. Um, but I'm also assuming CBS is going to have it. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to be at Blackheart, assuming there they open. Go. I would imagine they'll be open for that. So, cool. All right. Well, thanks again, Mel, for joining us and stepping in. Um, we'll definitely love having you. Well, if you have have you again back very, very, very soon. So, thank you for thank you for joining us. Uh, what uh how can people reach out to you or to Ravanchua like if they have any questions about like said the pride raise or anything like that yeah so the twitter handle is mn Ravantulet. um and we also have an instagram we're working on a facebook um my twitter is um melchivius m-e-l-c-h-i-e-v-o-u-s uh we also have a mailing list for Ravantulet. A great newsletter and it will includes uh, links to our discord and so we're always looking for more people to be involved um, we're always looking for help around match day and we're always doing things around the community that we would like others to join us and just have fun so thanks for having me it's always fun to be here thank you mj thank you david for having mm -hmm. me as well. of course yes um and you'll be able to see all of us um on wednesday if you come to aurora uh, on Friday, if you come to Minneapolis City, uh, probably on Saturday for Minnesota United. So, um, and then Sunday again for Rochester. Well, I won't be there for Rochester, unfortunately. I, I have my own soccer game I have to play in, but um, I'm assuming MJ, you're going down. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still have to work out something with Soda Soccer. Please check out my Aurora contract on Soda Soccer. I have three articles already out, actually, four if you count my coach's article that was released quite a while ago. So please check out fun stuff. Oh, awesome. yeah. It's uh, a week. It is. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really calm down too much between now and, and basically the end of August. So um, let's just, let's go. Uh, please rate review of the podcast wherever you get it. Um, at TDIKMN on Twitter. I'm at Texas Eller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is at Jessica1440839. Niner. Niner. Um, again, check out um, you know the Twitter for Ravanchuit at MN Ravanchuit, uh, Mel at Melchivius. Uh, great follows, both of them. Um, so yeah, so check those guys out. Um, thank you much again, so much Mel for joining us. MJ, thanks again. Um, we've been the Daves, you know this is the Daves. Yeah, we, we, we do our thing, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah.
uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we do our thing, son. Y'all can't nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Check it out, though.